Hello and welcome to the Richard Grannon Podcast with me, your host, Richard Grannon. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my video. This is three reasons why you are wrong about codependency. Okay, let's break it down like this. Reason number one. Boom, man with a whiteboard. One, dichotomy. There is a cognitive bias that humans have. I suspect it's because we have two hands and that's how you control the world. So you go as a left hand and as a right hand. So then you try and make your model of the world fit the fact that you have two hands. So we create false dichotomies. The codependent is not the polar opposite of a narcissist. Narcissistic personality disorder, technically speaking, is a form of boundary broken codependency. They are relying on their sense of self from uh, from other people, exactly the way a codependent does. So there is no dichotomy. You are not, if you're uh, a codependent, the opposite of NPD. This is not how the world works. This is not how the cosmology of the world works. Codependent on one side, NPD on the other. Get that out of your head. Codependency is a state of being broken, boundaried, highly emotionally dysregulated, and having a neurotic trauma based response to stress and to challenges, particularly when those challenges are related to emotional vulnerability and intimacy. So just like a narcissist, people who are the, let's say that there is, if we wanted to split it, you could say there's the, there's the predator and the prey, but nobody's ever purely predator or purely prey all of the time, even anyway, but let's not get into that one. But these are both in a state of codependency. They're both codependent. The second thing is this obnoxious, highly narcissistic, false idea that being a codependent is de facto associated with goodness and with um, sort of righteousness. Like, I'm, you're bad, I'm good, you're the devil, I'm God. That this codependency is good, is good as in virtuous, as in without sin and pure and all nonsense, absolute nonsense. Codependents are the ones who create the fertile breeding ground in which narcissism takes root and flourishes. Codependents do as much to poison an adult to adult relationship in its core foundations as a narcissist does. That may sound like a controversial statement. How could you? This is victim blaming. <sighs> Not every codependent is a victim of narcissistic abuse. What's happening on the internet in the fucking echo chamber that we've got is people are applying huge amounts of cognitive bias, huge amounts of logical fallacy, and they're creating this echo chamber where they're going, a codependent is the narcissist victim. It's just not true. It's just not how it works. A codependent by nature, all codependents, and I count myself amongst the, the, the people who would class as codependents, are very manipulative for reasons that we'll get into in a moment, but by definition, manipulation comes as standard. And at some point in the relationship, they will also always, 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 really always, they'll always be resentful. What emotion destroys relationships more than anything else? Resentment always destroys relationships. I'm gonna come back to that manipulation point 
because I'm sick of people posturing online and going, oh, I'm codependent. Oh, little halo on me. I would never do anything wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I just give. And because I'm a giver, that means I'm a good person. Does it really? So you just give with no thought of what you're going to get back. Yeah, no, it's just, I'm a Buddhist. I'm a Christian. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. This is just what I do. Get the fuck out of here with that silly adolescent horseshit. The third thing that people get wrong about codependency is they try to subtract codependency from CPTSD. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. I've had people say to me, oh, I have CPTSD, but I don't have codependency. So I'm not coming to your codependency seminar. And I'm like, cool. Oh, I have codependency, but no childhood trauma, no CPTSD. I was like, oh my God. Okay, look, here's what codependency is in a nutshell. Let, let, me, let me say this loud and cloud so everybody gets it. It's a neurotic. So not neurotypical, not healthy, not boundaried. It's a neurotic drive. Drive, not choice, not lifestyle, not religious practice, not spiritual practice. We are driven. We have no choice. No choice, no freedom. You're slaves. I'm a slave. Codependency keeps us enslaved. So it's a neurotic drive to serve based on a terror of negative emotions. If you're not talking about this, you're not talking about codependency. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but it's something else. This is codependency, ladies and gentlemen. It is a neurotic drive, no choice, no freedom, to serve, to serve, to submit, to fawn, to supplicate. It is a terror of negative emotions in yourself and in others. Why do we feel so much pity for the narcissist? Why is it when my ex-husband is abusive, I just feel sorry for him? Why is it when my ex-wife talks to me that way, instead of telling her to go and fuck off, I actually try and console her and make it better? Terror of negative emotions, like guilt. Guilt. Okay, let me just recap what I said to you, and then I want to get into manipulation. Okay, there's no false dichotomy here. There's no such thing as codependence on one side and narcissists on the other. This isn't fucking Thundercats. This isn't goodies and baddies. You know, it's way more complicated and way more nuanced than that. NPD uh, um, and psychopaths and borderlines and histrionics, they're not your polar opposite. You're swimming in the same soup. You were raised in the same soup. It's a neurotic response to trauma. The codependent as good, nonsense, Total nonsense for reasons they, they tell the, the codependent seems to, in my experience, always tell themselves they're good. I know I did. I know I fed myself my own bullshit. Innocent. I was innocent. Innocent as a lamb, as a lamb of the Lord, as a sacrificial lamb, the silence of the lambs. I'm the, I'm the innocent one. Well, when you actually analyze that and apply a bit of philosophical and intellectual rigor, you'll find that that story just isn't true but that's the story you're telling yourself. 
we're always manipulative and we're always ultimately resentful. This will be, that'll be what I'll round it out with. I'm just making, recapping my points here. The codependent is intrinsically linked to CPTSD. There's no CPTSD without codependence. None, not ever. Am I making a blanket statement? Yes, I am. Am I gonna stand by it? Yes, I am. There's no such thing as CPTSD without codependency. There's no such thing as codependency without CPTSD. For reasons, see these four squares? I'm gonna explain what they are in a moment and you'll see why there can be no codependency without CPTSD. Codependency is now and always was only ever a neurotic drive to serve others. You're drawing your sense of self from a transactional um, modality for getting time, attention, and love for others, and you experience a terror of negative emotions. Not me. I don't. I don't experience a terror of guilt. I'm not terrified about upsetting people in my life who I love. I'm not terrified of disappointing people. I'm not terrified. Well, fine. If that's true, you're not a codependent. If you're not riddled with emotional flashbacks that are triggered by intimacy particularly, Stop calling yourself a codependent. No, Richard, you don't understand. See, you're angry, and that means you're not praying or meditating enough. If you were a truly spiritual person, you'd never get angry. Okay, cool. So here it is. Here's what actually happens with codependency. If you say that you're a codependent because you're a giver, I would just say you just don't understand the subject. You need to actually read some books, read some research papers, read things that are written by qualified psychologists and stop taking all the information you get from listening to YouTube gurus, most of whom are spouting utter fucking body water about this subject. And they've brainwashed you all into thinking that you're, you're on some, like there's some religious spiritual purity test that you've passed and that the narcissist and the psychopath, they're full of sinny sin, sin, but I am pure in the light of Jesus. No, you're not. When you let people ride roughshod over you in a relationship and you set a terrible example to your children, you're not walking in the light of anybody. You're not being uh, um, spiritual. You're not manifesting as spiritual strength at all. You're a spiritual coward. You're a moral coward. It's pure cowardice. Now, of course you have my sympathy because this is uh, uh, drilled into you in childhood. It's a manifestation of CPTSD. So what's this and why are we manipulative? This, my friends, is a minefield. This is a minefield and you know exactly where the mines are because it's your minefield. And you've been walking through this minefield since childhood. You know exactly where all the naughty mines are. Yes, you do. But some days when you're in a relationship, you have to get from point A to point B with your partner, who is an emotionally dysregulated, pain in the ass. Call them a narcissist, call them a borderline, call them a psychopath, whatever. They're an emotionally dysregulated, highly demanding pain in the ass. Why do you bend over backwards for them? Because as a codependent, you had it drilled into you that love and attention only comes in the form of a transactional relationship in which you abase yourself and your desires. Who taught you that? Mummy and daddy. If it wasn't mummy or daddy, it would need to be a system that was so all engulfing for you in your childhood that it had the same effect as mummy or daddy. Borstal, boarding school, prison. But usually, most of you, it's mummy or daddy. My mummy and daddy were perfect. Maybe. 
or maybe you're in a large river in Africa. So you have to go through the minefield. What are the mines? These are emotional flashbacks. What are the worst ones? What do you hate to feel? Well, if you're a codependent, my hypothesis is you hate to feel guilt because it's not just about an emotional flashback. This is a unique, powerful emotional flashback that takes you right the way back to the horror of childhood where most likely you were a parentified child. That means your mom or your dad forced you to play the role of a friend, of parent, of co-conspirator, of confessor, or whatever it is. So you are probably terrified of guilt. So you ramp up the pity for your partner to avoid the feelings of guilt. And then with this minefield on a daily basis, what you have to do is run all the way around your own minds. Oh, circuitous route. Which is why when I try and do coaching with you, you're so good at mental and emotional acrobatics to justify the stuff that you've done. There's automatic for you to go, oh, well, let me just dissociate and create some unicorn fantasy where this secretly means that it's the ultimate manifestation of my yogic practice to let my boyfriend or my husband abuse me in front of other people in public. Let me show you how this is the ultimate manifestation of my understanding of the wheel of karma and my dharma to let my girlfriend cheat on me and to sweep it under the carpet afterwards. You pity them because you're trying not to feel guilt because guilt is, is not just a bog standard emotional flashback for you. It evokes feelings from childhood and the guilt probably triggers toxic shame, which is the worst emotion that you can feel. Who did that to you? Most likely a highly selfish, highly narcissistic parent who forced you into that role. And in order to control you, they used guilt to invoke toxic shame as much as anything else. And now as an adult, you're fighting like fuck not to feel guilt. But on conscious level, you're still trying to win the love of somebody who is fundamentally not there, who's fundamentally abusive, who's fundamentally very, very selfish. And deep down in the dark of the unconscious, you see them, you recognize a fundamentally selfish archetype, somebody who just is lazy, self-centered, and only wants what they want. And you go, ooh, yeah. That's for me. You're not a narcissist magnet. That's a fucking, such a stupid way of talking about the subject. You're choosing them and you can, if you're a magnet, there's nothing you can do. You're choosing them. Your unconscious is reaching out to them. It's going, oh, there's a selfish piece of shit. Why don't I give them the keys to my house? Listen, I've done it. You're looking at codependent number one over here, but I don't lie to myself about it. I don't claim that my acts of self-sacrifice were because I'm a Buddhist or because I'm, you know, some sort of a Christian mystic. I don't claim that. I know that my acts of self-sacrifice were a form of self-harm and I own that. I know that my acts of self-sacrifice, my refusal to say no, my fawning response, my neurotic desire to please is a manifestation of childhood trauma. It's sick and it's neurotic and I want to heal from it. Now, if you can be a grown-up and let go of your adolescent wank fantasy of who you are, which is not Jesus, by the way, you're not Jesus, 
you're not Jesus. You're not the Lamb of God. You're not the ultimate sacrifice. You're not going to be pulled onto the altar for the, for the Savior of humanity. Your sacrifices will mean nothing. Your sacrifices that you're making today will mean nothing. They will be wasted years of your life through nothing more than an unwillingness to have the strength and the bravery to look at the truth of the situation. This kind of abuse entrains cowardice. We're not slaves that need to be beaten. We don't need to be beaten. They don't need to waste their time whipping us. We're slaves that slide right into the slave role and we wanna be the best slaves we can be. We're, we're pre-made, we're ready to go. Let me show you, you never met a slave like me. I'm gonna be the best slaviest slave you've ever seen and you slide right in to that role. Nobody needs to beat you. Nobody needs to threaten you. Nobody needed to threaten or beat me. I wasn't forced to do anything. I couldn't wait to perform. I couldn't wait to show how good I was at slaving. That's what codependency is. It's slave mentality, writ large. There's no reward. There's no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You won't enter the kingdom of heaven this way or whatever, or samsara or, or, or nirvana or whatever story you're telling yourself. That's all horseshit. That's all horseshit. All of the prophets, if you're a religious person, all the prophets of all those religions would have told you to say no. Would have said, what that person is doing is sinful, it's evil, don't go along with what they're saying. From the Sermon on the Mount, Book of Matthew, let your no be a no. Let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. When you say no, say no and mean no. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your time and for your attention, which I do value highly. I hope that that was useful. And I look forward to speaking to you all again very, very soon. Cheers.